Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I'm Brittany. We are the okayest moms, but we're also creatives, businesswomen, and best friends. This podcast was created as a community for the modern mom. We know you're doing your best despite the conflicting messages that you aren't doing it as well as someone else. We believe in self-care, mom friends as our sanity, and that motherhood looks different for everyone. Most of all, we believe that you are more than just mom. So join us as we talk about a range of topics from motherhood to frivolous reality TV and everything in between. Welcome to the OKest Moms podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of OKest Moms podcast. Brittany here. And Heather. Hello. 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 So this episode is a little different. We are currently, well, we were currently, okay, when this is live, we have just gotten back from a four-day retreat. We finally had something that was not canceled. (laughs) And we should be relaxed and chilling. I'm still trying to, see, this is the problem with recording things, like not Love. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the timeline of all this. <laughs> this will be okay. This will be coming out. I get it. It's like, <laughs> did you? You guys didn't watch Loki, but it's like there's like a variant in the timeline right now. Oh, I can't. No, that's that hurts my brain. <laughs> so, because we are off gallivanting all weekend, we don't have a brand new episode for you. But we thought, what better episode to replay than the one featuring the beautiful minds behind Mother Collective, Danielle Kelly, and her original co-founder, Liz Franco. This episode is all about cultivating friendships and motherhood, and we talk about all kinds of things like reframing what the hell the mom village even means. Um about FOMO, about social media, just lots, you know, everything that us moms have to deal with in millennial motherhood. This episode will fill up your mom cup. I don't know. Something is happening with these kids lately. They're all freaking nuts. And like, I mean, like more nuts than usual. And I feel like this is, this is the perfect antidote to crazy children. We're so glad you're here. Um, we have Liz Franco and Danielle Kelly with us. They are the geniuses behind Mother Collective. Um, and we feel like they're way too cool to even be here with us. So we're so happy to have them. I <laughs> will um, well, start by um, having you guys kind of introduce yourselves a little bit and tell us how old your kids are. Um, Liz, why don't you go first? Sure. So hi everyone, my name's Liz Franco and I am from Northern California near um, Brittany and Heather. Um, I'm a newly single mom, um, just started going back to work full time after being a stay at home mom with my son Walker for the past two years. Um, It's been a crazy transition, but hanging in there. (laughs) Um, And yeah, the oldest of five girls. My, my mom raised us as a single mom too, for the most part. So she's kind of like my biggest inspiration. And every time I'm over here thinking I'm struggling with like one, I'm like, gosh, imagine having four more around me. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she did it. Honestly, it's true what they say about how like you'd really appreciate your, your mom once you become one. So You have a whole new perspective for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, other than that, just um, putting together this passion project, uh, Mother Collective, with my friend Danielle, who is here also, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Danielle, why don't you tell us a little bit about your kids? 
Sure. I have one daughter. Her name is Isley. She's two years and a couple months. <laughs> uh, and I'm eight and a half months pregnant and due with my second on August 29th-ish. Um, really excited, equally terrified. Um, I'm sure any mom of two knows this feeling that I'm going through right now. But um, a little bit about my creative background. Um, I live in Marin, so I live in the Bay Area, and I am a full-time wedding photographer. Um, and yeah, that's kind of been my longest passion before Liz and I kind of started cultivating this other mother collective um, passion project that we're so in love with and super invested in. But yeah, again, we'll get into that later, but that's just a little bit about my background. Perfect. Actually, um, do you want to, let's give just a quick brief overview of what Mother Collective is. So Liz, you're a graphic designer um, and Danielle, you're a photographer. So you both have this creative side to you. Um, So did that lead to Mother coming together? Yeah. I mean, I would say that was kind of like the hybrid that started this. Um, And, you know, Liz and I, in the very beginning, I mean, we were new moms together. It felt like we really went through that together. And I meant that was monumental enough of like a, just a life phase to go through with someone. But um, once we became moms, I mean, I think her and I really identified with each other on the fact that we were just such rookies at it. Like we just were so open about how <clears throat> we were not experts and it was really overwhelming. And I think Liz and I kind of really clung to each other during those really weird hours of the night where nobody else is up, but her and I would be up. And we'd just kind of always just reach out via DM. And we were always there for each other. Um, So we were new friends who got each other really quickly. And that DM world like was like served us so perfectly in that time. Um, And I think, you know, we never made plans to hang out or do play dates. because we knew we couldn't commit to stuff like that. So I think the absence of expectations like really helped to elevate our friendship, but it got us thinking kind of like, man, even just this type of friendship feels so hard to come by. And it's so pressureless. It's so casual. But why does even this kind of friendship feel so hard to find? Uh, So, I mean, that was kind of like the birth, no pun intended, of like mother collective was like, how come this is so difficult? And how can we like bridge the gap kind of like, what what does that look like? And, and then Liz basically was like, I think I had said, I really need a retreat right now. This is what I need. I need something rooted in self-care for myself because I'm going to lose it. And this is the very beginning of this journey for me. And Liz was like, I know let's just create it. (laughs) And that was kind of like the light bulb was like, oh, I know, we'll just do it. Like, we'll just make it. Yeah. Cause we knew there, we knew that there had to be other first time moms just like us out there. And there are, as we've come to find out. So (laughs) yeah. Um, I love what you said about the online friends. Cause I know Brittany and I both started motherhood with like, like pocket friends, if you will, like they're just there when you need them. But like you said, there's no real obligation and it's so nice to have somebody who's going through the exact same thing you are and like you said it's hard to get out of the house but they know but they're there when you need them so totally yeah well I'm gonna let you guys get into your um topics here and because I think the friendship you guys have built really lends itself well to sharing with us how to do the same (laughs) yeah definitely um I'll start with kind of our first talking point that we came up with but um I mean, we are calling this like reframing the search for your village. And I think this is important because I had never heard that phrase, find your village more than when I became a mom. And like, of course, of course, that statement is rooted in support. And I know what it means, but honestly, it really provoked a lot of anxiety in my life because... I knew how important it was to have a support system and I had that, but that was, I meant seven people and those were my people. And like, 
an entire village that didn't I didn't really identify with that and then also like I needed to go find them and that felt kind of daunting to me it was like oh I have this project of like I'm supposed to have more people but this is all I have and how do I find that and then it kind of got us thinking like maybe a better reframing of that or like a reinterpretation of that idea is that the village doesn't have to come down to an amount of people. Um, like maybe you don't have like this football sized team of supporters, but instead maybe the village is just anything that feels supportive to you. Um, so like maybe it's not a family member and maybe it's not an actual person. Maybe you don't have that in your life. And like, that's really hard. And I think that deserves its own acknowledgement, but that's okay too. Um, and you know, maybe your village is actually your partner. Like maybe that person absolutely just gets what you're going through too. Maybe that kind of satiates your need for like a strong bond relationship in that time. Um, or like for me, like maybe the part of your village is your therapist, you know, like that is someone that is a professional that's going to offer you professional opinions and listen to all your nuances of becoming a new mom and you leave feeling both seen and heard and like that's its own form of village um you know maybe it's someone like liz that you know you can reach out to just on like instagram and just check in on a regular basis and um another form of like village that i thought of too was like maybe it's just everyone in your all the strangers in your yoga or cycling class and like they kind of satiate your need to not have to be in mom mode at that time. So that feels really supportive too. Um, so I mean, just to summarize that, I think thinking of village of like a ton of people and then having to go find them is like a bit cumbersome and like a better way of thinking of that is maybe it can just be anything that just like feels like, su like support and that's something that we can obtain in a different way than it just being just this huge tribe of people. Well, and I think there's definitely this myth of that, like, as soon as we get a baby, we have a village. Like, you have to kind of collect these people over time and kind of audition them sometimes that maybe, you know, it's not necessarily the right fit. And so I think, I do agree, it's very daunting. Like, okay, I'm supposed to have this support system. Where are you? Like, well, Yeah, and it's like the project, you know? It's like the project you didn't know that you had to take on and you're, I mean, I remember feeling like, like I was scrambling to be like, oh, wait, who is, who's my tribe? Like, who are these people? You read all the memes and like, <laughs> everyone's like, you know, like find your village and you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> I can't do this right now. Um, <clears throat> and this kind of leads into like the next topic of like this same segment of like reframing the search for your village is like, um, I was trying to think of like a, a term that I can come up with and it's kind of for me like letting go of the big bond and the nuances of the, of the mom friendship and what I mean by that is like I think when you're trying to cultivate new friendships and momhood for me I had it in my head that I like really needed to be bonding with these new brand new friends or these new moms like I was looking for that feeling that I already had in my existing friendships. Um, <clears throat> and what I struggled with the most was like, I felt like I couldn't get past that I was trying to make these friendships work only because we were moms. Like it was like the common, like the biggest commonality, but like I was discovering that it really wasn't enough to kind of satiate my need to feel like I was bonding with these moms. and. Um, that made me feel weird. It made me feel like I wasn't making enough effort once I realized like, oh, we're, we just have the mom thing in common, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I didn't really feel like the friendships I was making, I didn't feel like they were going to flourish or like survive based on that one commonality. Um, I can identify with that a lot because for me, I'm the type of person, like, if you're my friend, you're my best friend. <laughs> like, I, oh, no. I have trouble, like, like, I'm learning that not everybody 
has to be my best friend. Like some people can just be like, I'm friendly with because we have the mom thing in common or something like that. Like I, there are different levels of friendship and not each one is going to be super deep and some will just be superficial. Like, Hey, what's for snack at preschool today? Or like, whatever, like that serves its purpose too. And it might not be my go-to friendship when I, you know, when there's something I truly need, but I feel like they each serve their purpose. Well, and uh, yeah, and just like you said, I think you and I are so used to this deep bond. Like, I don't really have like a gray area of friends. Like I have- Exactly. <laughs> I'm obsessed with, or then I just don't have friends, you know? Like I don't have the time in my day to invest in all these friendships. And like younger pre-mom me, more the merrier, you know? But like now with the limited amount of time that we have to ourselves, it's too hard to invest in things that aren't really fruitful for us. So I mean, that's when I started thinking of like, I got to really let go of this like big bond idea because this is what's making me feel isolated. Like I'm isolating myself because I'm saying no to friendships because I think they're not serving me because they're not deep. And so, um, you know, this, I had this example of this friend and she lives in my neighborhood and ideally I'd love to hang out with her all the time. She is such an awesome mom. She's a creative, she's a hairstylist, just like the cool mom. And I love her, but like in reality, like she has two kids. We're all, we're on different nap schedules. Um, it's hectic. Like it's hectic when we make play dates and there's, definitely no semblance of like catching up or like knowing how she's really doing, how work is going, what creative project she's working on. So it's not that. And like, it feels because of that, like kind of surface level, even though I want to like go deeper with her, but like, um, you know, she was the first person to offer me her maternity hand-me-downs and also like one of the hardest mom days I've ever had in my life was when my husband was traveling. He was out of town for work. Isley was sick. I was sick. And like the kind of sick where I was just like, I wonder if I could like get to the kitchen and feed her and myself today. And you know, when you don't live around family, that's just like, you just feel sorry for yourself, you know? And this was somehow before I what Instacart was like I was like the last person on actual earth to know what that was um we had no groceries and Ash oh I just said her name but like she had texted me and said like do you want to do a play date today and they said can't sorry really sick I just want to cry like I think that's what my text said to her and she texted me like 25 minutes later and she was like dinner's on your front door like I'm sorry you don't feel good and then it it was like my epiphany of like, this is actually what I need. I need solidarity in this game. Like, again, maybe it's not the big big bond moment that I thought I could have with this person, but like, I need that solidarity. And like, those friendships will serve me in this. And like, I can give that back too, you know? Yeah, definitely. It can start as a slow burn. And like you said, you're on different nap schedules. You're at different stages. Of motherhood but eventually all the naps will disappear and you know things will even out and maybe that will be the time when the stronger bond can come I agree. With all that groundwork I agree Daisy, what do you mean the naps are gonna disappear <laughs> don't say that <laughs> right no I'm sorry has no. <laughs> that been your experience as well um yes for the most part I can I, I identify with that um, I think another big aspect, maybe like the flip side of that is I experienced more of like losing friends as a new mom, like losing existing friends almost because, um, they just can't identify with that part of my world at the moment. Cause they don't have kids, you know, and that was actually a big hurt for me, um, as a new mom was just kind of seeing some of those relationships fall by the wayside, um, feeling sorry for myself and kind of putting pressure on me to be like, well, maybe I'm isolating myself too much or I'm not as fun anymore, you know, kind of like getting those feelings of self-doubt creeping in in my friendships. But I mean, it took a long time and I finally feel like I'm at a place of peace where I've either 
been honest and spoken with those friends um, and gotten answers from them as to like, you know, why maybe we're not as close anymore. Um, or I've just come to terms with it and, you know, it is what it is. And um, those people are still going to be in my life to some degree, but just, you know, not that village that, that, that I need anymore. Yeah. And I know you're going to touch on that a little bit more in a little bit too, but yeah, I, I can identify with some of that as well. Yeah. Um, kind of just like the last touching point too, that I had as far as like letting go of that big bond moment. Um, and I had touched on this earlier too, like I noticed I became like kind of obsessed with finding out that I can't just have the, we're just moms in common. Like I needed something else beyond that. Um, and I think why that feels again, kind of fruitless for me is because it slams me so much more into the mom identity, which is, I mean, truth be told my favorite part of my identity, but there's so much more to us. And I think when you build mom friendships just on that basis, that's what becomes really hard because you realize that the other facets of your identity aren't really being recognized and you're not doing your due diligence of having those be recognized either. Um, and another, like, I mean, it's just, I call it advice or whatever you want, but like another form of like mom friendships that has been like kind of exciting for me lately is I'm a part of all these mom Facebook groups and I mean, some of them are people selling their strollers. Like that's one group. The other group is like moms talking about, you know, breastfeeding or whatnot. Like some go really deep. Some are very surface level groups. Um, like who's your babysitter, like that kind of thing. Um, and I had loosely like posted about our mother event on this Facebook group. And this mom DM'd me and she was like, oh, I follow you guys. I've been so interested in this event. This is what I do. And she had like a whole other creative <clears throat> endeavor that sounded awesome. And somehow in that DM, she was like, do you want to go get coffee? And I was like, yes. And I thought it broke this huge barrier that like <clears throat> we just connected in a mom group, but we're not talking about being moms right now. Like we want to go have coffee so we can chat each other's ear off about like these creative intentions that we have. <clears throat> Sorry, I have still my friend Drescher voice <laughs> coming back. Um, but anyway, we met for coffee, and that's exactly what it was. We just kept talking each other's ear off about everything so unmom related, but our creative like endeavors were very still mom centric. And we met for like an hour and a half. I totally got a sitter for it, um, and we hugged. And it ended with basically us being like, "Hey, I I really like you." Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen her since, um, but we have texted here and there. But like, that was that felt fruitful to me somehow. It was like connecting in a different form, and we found something else that we had in common other than just being moms. And it just it felt like it took the pressure off having to talk about being a mom. Almost, you know. Like, you know, when you feel like, oh man, now we're just talking about our like methodologies of motherhood right now. How did that happen? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Kids are a good icebreaker, but they're not the glue that holds a friendship. <laughs> yes. That's a good way of putting that. I think so too. Yeah. And I feel like after, once you get out of the baby stage with your first one, like you don't want to talk about. Nope. You're out of it. And feeding and all that. Like I. I don't, I don't care about what, how you're disciplining your toddler. Like, I don't want to know any of that anymore. No. I mean, you're living in the haze of what you just went through and you de desperately need it to be in the past. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a time where you need to talk about all of those things, but it's over pretty quickly too, I think. Totally. More to sustain you for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. I'm, I'm done with my talking points for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the next thing that we kind of wanted to talk about, um, was how, how cultivating good relationships starts with the one with yourself. And 
I know it's very cliche, like, you know, it's like people tell you, your mom tells you, oh, you're not going to find the right partner until you're happy with yourself, you know, and that kind of translates over to even just your uh, friendship relationship. So as a new mom, you know, it's crazy because all of a sudden, you know, you go from taking your weekly bump photos and, you know, you're waiting for the big day and it comes and then you just find yourself at home with this thing that needs your constant attention. You're surrounded by, you know, diapers and dirty laundry. Um, and even though you're never physically alone, my new motherhood, at least for me, felt very isolating um, and lonely. And so it took a while, I think, to really start to separate in my mind, like, okay, this is my, this is, I'm now identifying as this new role as mom, but where am I, where's Liz in all of this, you know? Um, and so, sorry, I'm losing my spot here. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so just working on, on uncovering bits and pieces of myself, I think really aided and being able to be open to, to starting relationships or even just furthering the ones that I already had. Um, and I think also going back a little bit to saying like that isolating feeling, um, like there's 15% of all new moms are going to experience some form of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And for me personally, like that's something that I struggled with. Um, and I think it's something that's not really talked about a lot too. A lot of moms that go through this feel stigmatized in that sense. And um, it wasn't until I started opening up more about my struggles with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, like on my Instagram, I started getting these like flood of messages and just support from other moms going through it. And I can't even tell you like how monumental that was for me to be able to have people that were relating to that and you know having those dms and comments from other women just saying like i i get what you're saying like thank you and then they would thank me for my vulnerability um in that space as well so that was that was huge um um and then getting over to the other side of it like okay how do i come out how do I come out the other side of this now that I am, you know, on my meds, I'm talking to my therapist, I'm exercising. Um, how do I, the next step is like, how do I get rid of this mom guilt now of knowing that I need to incorporate these self-care tactics and habits into my life? Um, but how do I do that without feeling like I'm not giving a hundred percent of myself, like to my child or to my partner or to my other relationships, you know? Um, and you see a lot of like self-care come across for moms as indulgences, like, oh, you know, wine and bubble baths. And it's like, that's great. But I mean, is that really going to serve you in the long run in terms of like actual methods of coping and support? So it's like, I found doing things for me that helped me identify with, with my non-mom self, you know, like really digging into my creativity as a graphic designer and like taking Skillshare classes where I'm like learning a new graphic design skill or um, joining Team Ride, you know, as a cycling class, um, going out and, you know, for happy hour and brunch with my family and friends, little things like that, that um, I think really helped me get over a lot of that. It took me a long time to figure that out. My kids are five and seven now, and I, I am so thankful I'm on the other side of it now because those first like three years, and I had my boys two years apart, were rough. Um, so the, the fact that you figured this out so soon, like into your motherhood journey, both of you, is very impressive. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I started it thinking like I had to be like just mom. Like this is, and I, and it was reinforced by the fact that I had such a needy baby who yeah. made me feel very like a 
I felt very justified. Like, yes, I have to be here all the time to do all the things. Otherwise she's going to keep crying nonstop. And so it would, that was a big shift for me as well to realize like, no, like dad can do stuff. Grandmas can do stuff. I don't have to dictate every last detail of this and every, everybody will live. And I need to go do other things that are just for me, not involving the kids. So yeah, I agree with Brittany. You guys are way ahead of the curve. (laughs) Again, still feel like very much rookies here, but these are just like a bit of our method methodologies that have really helped us. Um, And then like our third and final point that we wanted to make as far as this whole like cultivating friendships and motherhood is um dealing with the loss of connection with your current friend groups and Liz kind of touched on that and like feeling like some of those dissolved and I mean admittedly this is still my biggest ongoing struggle and like this isn't coming from an expert talking to (laughs) you know students here like this is something I have not figured out and um, it's just this ongoing struggle that I deal with, but I think it kind of goes back to these unre- unrealistic expectations we can set ourselves up for if we're not mindful of these expectations. Um, and I think I did not understand at all or know how deep the feeling of FOMO could be for me when becoming a new mom. And that touches into like isolation too. Um, and I think in the same way that <clears throat> there's this need to find your village and you got to hurry up and find your village. Cause then like you'll feel supported. I think the same goes for pre existing friendships. Like you have the expectation that those will either remain what they were or even get like more profound because you're going through this super monumental thing. And the expectation is that everyone's going to understand that, you know, and your friends, they're going to understand that. And you not only got to understand it, they're going to be there for you more, you know? And I meant truth be told, I assumed that I would be hearing from friends, seeing friends a lot more. I thought my social calendar would be full still. I thought I'd be going to concerts and like, I'd still go on weekend getaways. And like, I had this like really like dreamy fantasy of what life what friend life post baby would be like. And none of those things came true. Um, And it wasn't until not even that long ago, I had this really simple, but felt monumental epiphany that like, that's no one's fault. You know, like it sounds so simple, but the second I was like, ah, it's no one's fault. Like, it's not my fault for feeling isolated. It's not my fault for these feelings of FOMO. Like, I, I, can, I can accept that, and I think those things are valid. But it's not my friend's fault. Like, <clears throat> I'm going through something so big. My world is so rocked. But their world, like, pre-baby, is not. Like, it, it just goes on. Um, but in addition to that, like... I think there's a possibility that we still all have our plates full. We all are still struggling um, in one way or the other. So while they might not get my mom's struggle, like I might not get their current struggle, but like, it's just, we're always going to feel, I think, a bit overwhelmed, whether you're a mom or not. And like, it gave me a lot of, I experienced the feeling of grace when I thought of it and reframed it that way, that like the expectations I have of my friends right now, they're not super realistic. And um, I think kind of the end of that touching point here is like, there are many times where I felt like, oh, plate's too full. I can't really like engage in this friendship, so I won't. And that friendship might suffer from that. I hope it survives. But I I noticed I expected more from the friend that didn't have a kid for some reason like I mentally put the pressure on them but really like all I could do was and what I know now is like I could still send the text you know maybe I have to give up on the social calendar stuff because it just isn't gonna work it's not feasible right now but the text could say hey I miss you like I hope you're 
<clears throat> I hope your meeting went well. I hope you got that raise, you know, like acknowledging other things in other people's lives and having that just be okay. You know, like it doesn't have to mean the friendship has to dissolve completely. Um, and also a really big, powerful turning like point in my friendships when I was feeling isolated and left out was like, honestly, just acknowledging it with these friends, like being able to say, we're just not in the season right now to be like putting things on the calendar and like, it's a tough time for our friendship. And that was really helpful to say it out loud and almost name it and have that friend be like, I'm glad you acknowledged that. Like, yeah, we're just not in like the season right now. And that's kind of what it feels like. Or even just that, like, I mean, I even said to one of my friends, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to make it, but I still want you to invite me. It's true. <laughs> Just having like, you know, that feeling of validation of like, I, you know, I might not be able to get the sitter for that date, but like, don't assume that I can't come to something because I have a kid, you know? Oh yeah. I've noticed I've started text messages with just like, can't go to that. Thank <laughs> so much for inviting me. Like it makes such a difference. It just feels like someone saw you. That's yeah. what it feels like. Um, and I think with the acknowledgement of all of that, like that is when you could extend support still and still ask for it. You know, like that's when I try to tell the person, thank you for texting me. Thank you for inviting me. Like still need you to do that. You know, um, but yeah, I, I think extending grace on both ends is like really what makes what feels like a dissolving friendship stay a little bit more balanced. You know, it's the honesty in what you're going through. I totally agree with that. I, um, I feel very lucky that all of my close college friends were extremely supportive and I kind of got that like two of them still don't have kids. One does now, but at the time I was the first of my friends to have kids. Um, and they, and I didn't even realize what a blessing that was because they, they had their own lives going on and I just, I had a baby and it, it completely changed, but so I totally appreciate that. But I think, um, in like, the spirit of protecting your energy in situations like this. I mean, this makes me sound like such a jerk, but it has helped me in some realm. But like, there are things I just honestly can't watch on Instagram because they make me feel sad. Like, it makes me feel the longing for the past life that just isn't going to happen again. And I am really happy. And I don't want those things to dictate my level of happiness. And like when my friends are on vacation with each other, I'm like, Oh, I'm just not going to watch it. And <laughs> it's nothing against them. If anything, it keeps me sane. It keeps me feeling happy for other people. Um, again, like I said, it's an ongoing struggle with myself. And so it's very, it's something I have to totally monitor and, um, it's better to acknowledge it. I have felt like with myself and even my friends, but like, those are ways I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't do that right now. You know? Mm -hmm. It really puts it in perspective. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny you mentioned FOMO because um, I don't know if you guys listen to the mom hour podcast or coffee and crumbs, um, but they Ooh. just teamed up together and did, um, they each did a podcast about FOMO in motherhood, which I, I always associated with like, you know, I can't go to the party because I'm home with the kids or whatever, but they really, both of them delved into it really deep and made me realize like there is so much more, you know, there's the whole career aspect of it. And it's, I mean, like motherhood is just so much FOMO all the time. <laughs> but like you said, it, there is so much that we are gaining, but there's also like to put on the motherhood hat, you have to take off another hat. And so... Yeah. yeah. And I think when I'm feeling my lowest about that, this is how I reframe it. It's like my own coping mantra with this, but I think, okay, so let's just pretend that you are on this tropical vacation right now. Like I always go to vacations because I'm such a traveler. Like, okay, let's just say you are on that vacation and like you are indulging in the pina coladas and you are like getting sun. <laughs> and, like the visual is so beautiful in my head. But then I think, 
what's missing from the picture? And I just always am like, Isley, like Isley is who I want to be with. Like my kid is who I honestly, at the end of the day, want to be with. Like even on the tropical vacation, you know, like I still want to be a mom. Like it has nothing to do with that. It's just the longing for a life you have loved that you have lived, you know? Definitely. I think it's okay to miss your old life too. Oh, yeah. I try to be open about that. Yeah. I felt a lot of shame after when I was like, I looked down at my baby and I'm like, this is my life now. Why <laughs> am not, how am I going to do this for 18 years? I'm like, but I think there is value in looking back and appreciating and still loving your kid, of course. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, I think back to your point, Liz, about kind of relearning about yourself. I don't know about you guys, but motherhood was such an identity shift for me. I feel like all the things that I liked before I didn't like or couldn't like because I couldn't go do them or whatever. Um, and then when I met Brittany, one of the things that we really bonded over was this like need for creativity, which she actually helped me identify myself because I didn't before I never would have said I was a creative person because I was a teacher before, which <laughs> but I never really realized like how much creativity I was using in teaching because you just think like, oh, I'm just teaching kids all day. But like you really are using so much. And when that was taken away from me, I realized like, oh, I need to fill that somehow. And so is that kind of how mother came together that you guys found this like this missing hole in your role as a mother. Liz, I'll let you take that one. Um, <laughs> I think, I think how, how we identified our creative threads with mother was because like Danielle said, she's a full-time wedding photographer. At the time I was full-time graphic designer. And so when we were up at night exchanging those DMS, we were, hustling those those jobs you know like after we put the kids to bed so we we were still being creative but it wasn't like at full capacity you know we were like running on fumes at that point um not probably at least for me doing our best work but it was the only chance we had to do that so so yeah so then when it came to mother and when we finally identified that we wanted to come up with this um, retreat for other for other moms we're like we said it's for the creative mom but like you were saying um Heather like you because you were teaching you you don't necessarily at first identify that as a creative field but it totally is and that's something that we stress to a lot of people that are interested in our collective is you don't have to own your own business you don't have to have you know 100,000 Instagram followers you just have to be a mom. And if you're, if you have a passion project of your own, whether it be something that's creative or not, you know, it's still, you're still welcome and you're still going to have a blast at our, at our events. And I would like to piggyback off that. <clears throat> I think Liz and I have found ourselves in these conversations with women that have been like, I, I want to go to this, but I don't think I'm creative and I don't really identify with that. And we've been like, but like, have you seen the cakes you make? Like you are, like we've helped people almost recognize that there's so much more to them with their identities besides being a mom. And also we've changed a lot of kind of the verbiage on that because I think what we didn't want to do is dissuade moms from wanting to go to this because they just didn't feel creative enough. And like, honestly, it's so much of our identity like Liz and I but what we have created for these moms is like honestly so much more like rooted in self-care and wellness and kind of them at what I would call just really trying to take care of these attendees and like giving them just the space to be something other than a mom for a weekend and um it's not so much of feeling left out because you don't identify with a creative field like it's so much more of our passion to put it into the project but it's not like you're like on the spot to be creating origami or like anything <laughs> like that like we just want you to enjoy yourself and see what we've put together and all of it is just rooted in like helping you feel your best 
yeah it's it's not we like that's why we stress that it's a retreat and it's not like you know a mom conference kind of thing because even like our speaker panel that we bring on it's a very informal chat with women that are just sharing their stories as mothers um and the activities that we put on you know they're all like danielle said rooted in self-care we have like a self-care tarot card reader we're having a sound bath and breath work and yoga and you know it's it's gonna be very chill (laughs) when just to be in that environment I feel like it's always so refreshing too to just be around other people that value creativity whether you think you're creative or not and around other mothers being something other than mom I think is always so encouraging to go back to that point about creativity, I believe every single person is a creative person. It's just all about where you point your creativity. I had an example, um, a friend who says she doesn't have a creative bone in her body, but she makes these like elaborate bento lunches for her kids that are like beautiful. Like that's where you put your creative energy and that's where it comes out. Totally. That's where you enjoy totally. do it. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another fun thing that we like received as form is feedback from these moms too. I mean, we, we learned it ourselves like year one. So so many of these moms were like, Oh my God, I don't have to cook a meal for so long. (laughs) And then Liz and I were like, we don't have to cook a meal for so long. And like, it just goes to show you like, the self-care is such a big part of this um, creative endeavor that we put on. Like we have just wanted nothing but for these moms to feel like they are being taken care of, you know? So um, every, every single thing that we are curating for this year is just like that, where we want moms to be like, I don't have to do that. Like, Oh my God, the dishes. I don't have to do that. Like everything is for me here. Like I can have this really wonderful conversation with this speaker and like we can collaborate on like our thoughts and our feelings. I can go make this sage bundle and like my mind could just be on that, you know, like I can go drink this kombucha from this like kombucha brand and they're going to put booze in the kombucha. Like what? Oh, (laughs) We're We're honestly trying to get you guys to come. So this is, we're pitching it to you. (laughs) Just, um, just one thing at a time is huge. I think to just, like you said, just drink some kombucha and that's all I have to do. Yeah. Or like drink your, drink your coffee hot and not reheated or forgotten in the microwave, you know? Totally. I Um, want to remind our attendees that we have about 10 minutes left. So if you have any questions for Danielle and Liz to get those in, um, I do have one for you guys that I think um, that I've encountered a few times. So what happens when, what's your advice for when the moms mesh, but maybe the kids don't or vice versa? (laughs) Have you ever had that happen? Uh, Absolutely. It happens all the time. I, uh, I get really sweaty. (laughs) So like, I get nervous. Um, and that's kind of where the whole, like, uh, we have to parent thing and like, we might parent differently. Anxiety comes out. Um, I will say I have such a idea of like really good relation, friendship meshes for my daughter, really good friendship meshes for me. But when I notice like, this is going to put, this is going to make me uncomfortable. Like at some point during this play date, I'm just going to be uncomfortable. Um, those are the coffee dates. Like those are like the quick, like, let's catch up. I see you. Like, I appreciate you. Our kids aren't vibing, <laughs> but like, those are just they're quick. Of, they're quick. They're quick. Yeah. That's hard. Um, and well, it's funny because actually Heather's youngest and my youngest kind of butt heads. <laughs> my, mine's very sensitive and stubborn and Nolan is, he's younger and he, he sees a button to push and he knows how to push it and he does. 
I love this. Well, Walker, luckily we like, I feel like we're pretty aligned in our parenting views. So that helps. And then of course we're like, we're not going to let this get in the way of our friendship. So, but it's true. You're not going to get along with every adult human. Why would they get along with every? Exactly. You have to allow the grace for it. And I think with Liz and I too, we have so much fun watching our kids together. Um, Oh my God, they're in love. They, oh. they like open that video, the Target video that we just took. Oh the my God. The back. <laughs> yeah, we sat, the, we did a Target run last time we were together and we brought the kids with us and we sat them in like the, you know, that dual seat cart that's like, oh. a, that's like a huge like airplane to maneuver. <laughs> so, I'm not kidding. Like that thing needs like, like backup beeping lights or something. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. So we sat them in there and they just like, <laughs> it was the most adorable thing. Like Walker like reached out to Isley and like petted her. Oh. Like, <laughs> he was rubbing her back. Like it was the sweetest thing. They like really love each other. That's so sweet. And I think the difference is if they were not getting along or whatnot, Liz and I would be like, stop doing that. Or like we would know how to to co-parent in that moment together so well and I'm so comfortable with Liz it's more so you know like the the casual like mom friendship where you're like I don't know how you parent this is how I would take care of it but like I'm uncomfortable like almost asserting myself in front of you you know yeah you're like sitting there like gritting your teeth like smiling like waiting for them to discipline their child (laughs) bad habit I see a is absorbing all of it. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Next My time. gift is feral. And I find myself in this situation a lot where I'm like, you are getting in the way of me being friends with this girl over there. <laughs> Could you just act normal? Could you stop biting her child, please? <laughs> Don't you love how they like ramp that up when you're with somebody else? I know. Luckily, Brittany and I know each other well enough that I just like, I feel like an hour in, we can just turn our backs and be like, I, they can kill each other. I don't care. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Well, you know what? One of, just, Every man for himself. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see here. I had one question and it just completely left. Me. Oh, that's what it was. My brain does not work anymore. Mom brain. um where okay so let's talk specifics because I feel like finding mom friends is like dating so aside from the internet (laughs) where do you find people Mm. I mean we should know the answer to this because we just gave a webinar on it but like um I don't know like I it's hard to again transition these kind of quote-unquote friendships to like real life friendships but like I have been having better conversations and more interesting conversations with moms that I meet at places that I really want. Like, it's almost like where you take your kid, I feel like. So there's this really cool coffee shop in San Rafael and it has like a beautiful coffee shop in the front and that like a beautiful play space in the back. And it is Swedish design and like, it's, so snobby in the best way possible but like I can bring my coffee in that room and Isley can it's like a foolproof room where she can't hurt herself so I just let her go but like I always end up meeting cool moms there and uh I think it's just because the design and the space yields a creative conversation I mean I don't know um but I mean that is hard because I feel like there are I'm not to the point in my life where I want to go to a mom group thing. I've noticed that it's too much pressure for me. Um, I'm so much more about organic friendships. It feels forced. Maybe I'll get to that point, but um, I don't know, Liz, like, how do you, how do you do it? Um, Well, I I just, you're good, Liz, at turning like Instagram mom friends into like in real life friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is true um I've met a handful of moms that have just been you know I started following them and then I realized that they're local and um we hang out all the time um but aside from the internet and I just saw um Kristen's 
comment on the chat over here, like saying she tries not to zone out at kids at, at the kid activities so that she's susceptible to having conversations with other moms. And I totally do that. Like if I'm at the park and I see a cute mom, I, you know, go talk to her. Like, like I'm like, like I'm just some creep at the park trying to make a new friend. But, um, I'm not shy. I'm like such an outgoing social person that I, I don't mind doing that. Um, and then there's also like kid friendly, um, breweries around me and I go there with my other mom friends and like we look, the kids run around, we grab like a beer or whatever. And then we eventually like our kids will start playing with other kids that are there. So like the moms and the parents and the moms and dads will kind of just congregate together. And then we meet that way. So even though maybe I'm not getting like their phone numbers, I see them there pretty much every time we go there, you know, it's like the same group of people. Um, so that's like another way that, that I have, I guess I have friends in specific places and not necessarily like how we talked about pocket friends or whatever. That's like a whole different genre of friend. <laughs> I feel like I uh, have this funny thought when I leave places too, when I did have a really good connection with the mom. And again, it's always that kind of a cool kid place, like the Discovery, Discovery Museum in Sausalito we have a membership too. So I go with Isley like once a week and I feel like so many moms are like, I love your outfit. And I'm like, I love your outfit. <laughs> um, like I always meet cool moms there, but whenever I walk away from the conversation or it's over with, I always think there's gotta be like a missed connection. <laughs> Maybe that's my next business idea. I'm really good at finding people on Facebook. <laughs> It's hard when you have nothing, though, and you still try. That's true. Yeah, you got to get a name at least. <laughs> I know. Or a business card, like, with the email, then you can, like, yeah. copy-paste it into Facebook. Oh, yeah. We we know all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, my perspective now with older kids, I, um, I have met a lot. This is how Jenna and I met was at uh, our kids' school. Actually, our kids got married in kindergarten, and that's how we met. <laughs> in-laws they're just friends now though um so school when kids start school too like even preschool like I met a lot of great moms then so like there's a whole another world coming your guys's way we don't know that world yet and that's what people keep telling us was like wait till you do school it's pretty cool but you know what that hasn't been my experience because the preschool my kids went to a lot of like group friend existing friend groups went to the school mm-hmm. so I'm kind of just like hi guys <laughs> oh so that has been hard too but I I really think vulnerability is the key like just going up and talking to people and you might not you know get like get their number and land the date but you know I think sometimes just having that connection with another mom that you may never see again kind of builds your confidence to keep doing that and eventually you'll find the right one <laughs> yeah you're right I agree your mom's soulmate <laughs> yes I know it's so cheesy but it's true yeah. it is. <laughs> so awesome and well, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. No, I, was, I was gonna end it so say it <laughs> last thing I was gonna say the other thing that I try not to take is to, um like if they say no, that doesn't mean that means no this time, not no every time. So like to keep extending the invitation and, you know, everyone's so busy, the nap schedules, the bedtimes, the whatevers, but, you know, to just keep throwing out the invitation and the one time it will stick and it's a slow burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm, I'm sure. so bad at any form of rejection. I'm like, I'm crushed. I know. <laughs> I was like, she didn't say hi to me at the park when I saw her again. So obviously she hates my guts. <laughs> obviously Nolan bit her child. <laughs> he bit her. Oh my God. This has been awesome. I would love to do this every day with you guys. All day. I was just going to say that. Um, what do you mean? I'm going to be here at 10 a.m. again tomorrow. Waiting. Great. Great. Let's do it. Um, to our attendees, thank you for being here. Um, please join us tomorrow for our Dating Your Partner webinar um, with Amberly. It's going to be a good one. Um, Liz, can you let people know where they can find you? Me specifically or like mother? Uh, both. Oh, okay. So you can find me at Hey, it's Liz Franco on Instagram. 
And then I have links to all my website and stuff on there. And then if you're interested in what we're doing at Mother, that's at Mother Co, M-T-H-R-C-O. Um, and you can find all the details for our upcoming annual retreat there, which is November 7th through the 10th this fall. And we hope to see some of you guys over there. So exciting. And Danielle, where can people find you? Um, they can find me at D underscore Lillian, L-I-L-L-I-A-N. Awesome. Thank you guys. If you like what you just heard, and we hope you do, you can find more of us online at www.okistmoms.com. We're also on all social media platforms, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at okistmomsblog. Or if you want to, you can send us an email at hey at okistmoms.com.